Hey everyone, welcome back to The Transfer. We are thrilled that you are listening again. I'm Jared. I'm Pastor Peck. And we're going to be covering uh, Mark 7 and slightly in to Mark 8, which I'm really quite excited about. Yeah, and we're labelled today's, I guess, discussion on, we're calling it the source of your pollution. If you go to the message paraphrase, you'll see that Eugene Peterson has used that title to uh, kind of outline, I guess, the first 30 verses of Mark 7. So, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, I'll give it a read. So I'm reading from the ESB and starting at uh, Mark 7. Now, when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled. Okay, let's stop there. Um, we've seen that word a couple of times now, the Pharisees. Mm. Any idea? What's your understanding of what the Pharisees were? Um, well, the Pharisees, uh, kind of growing up in the church, I kind of got the understanding that they were kind of the church leaders of the day. They kind of held the power in the church sense, but then, or the Jewish church sense, the temple sense. Uh, but Jesus seemed to be butting heads a bit with these guys. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not going to go into it in a lot of detail, but the Pharisees were a group of Jewish leaders in Jerusalem who were very religious. They knew the law, they studied the law, they kept their eyes on religious comings and goings, and their whole purpose was to find fault. Uh, to make sure that everyone was, you know, doing the right thing, very legalistic. When they saw something that they didn't think was right, they sent an investigative committee to check it out. So in Mark 7, the Pharisees who approached Jesus um, were accusing them of breaking the oral law. And the Pharisees believed that when God gave the written law to Moses, he also gave an oral law, even though the scripture makes no mention of it. So a lot of the laws that the Pharisees upheld are not in the scriptures. They were passed down from generation to generation, and that's what we call the oral law. Um, it's like similar to, you know, a lot of like the Dreamtime stories or a lot of, you know, you would have done that in history, where those stories are passed down from generation to generation from storytelling, from oral storytelling, through word of mouth. It was the same with the oral law. Okay. They were passed down and they were um yeah so this oral law was given and the pharisees put a lot of their faith into that and um that oral law became such a priority that it actually shifted the focus from the intent of the law to a bunch of external things that didn't really represent the heart of god at all so jesus was confronting this whole notion about how the Pharisees had claimed to place a high priority on God's laws, but actually the rules and the red tape they'd set up was designed to trap people and, um, yeah, to, you know, catch them doing the wrong thing. So it kind of became rules for the sake of rules without any real purpose. Religious rules rather than spiritual laws that would, you know, enhance their relationship with God. These were... You know, and sometimes could be called almost cultural, mm. cultural laws. So, anyway, that's what we're talking about when we talk about Pharisees. Oh, shall I continue? 
so they saw that some of the disciples ate with their hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For as it's the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the tradition of the elders. Is that that oral law, the right. tradition of the elders? Yeah. yeah. And when they came from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they watch. What? Sorry, wash. It's probably not a bad idea, though, <laughs> if uh, between uh, camel poo and... Uh, Definitely need to watch. Yeah. So, and there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. Again, those don't sound like bad things. They're not bad things, but again, making it a, a law and a rule that mm. if you don't keep it, we're going to send someone to work out why you're not keeping it kind of goes beyond what it'd be like you know the hand washing and stuff that we have to do today you know having a policeman that well you didn't hand wash and all of a sudden the covid police are out to get you you know and the pharisees and the scribes asked him why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders that's the oral law but eat with defiled hands and he said to them uh well well did isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites kind of harsh as it is written This people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as as doctrines the commandments of men. Right, so here Jesus is really breaking it down. His issue Mm. with the Pharisees is this, that you talk about me a lot, Mm. but actually, or you talk about things that are meant to honor me, but your heart isn't in it. Mm. Uh, you leave the commandments, commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of, uh, commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. It's harsh. Uh, but you say, If a man tells his father or his mother, Whatever you, whatever you have gained from me is korban, or korban, I don't know, that is given to God then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down and uh, and many such things you do. Do you want to help us out with, break that down for us a yeah, little bit? Yeah, so bottom line is they're just trying to trap them um, with this thought. It says, among other things, they use this loophole in their oral tradition to shield their money so that they could avoid taking care of their elderly parents. So with the oral law, they violated God's written law to honour their father and mother from Exodus 20. Right. So the the law that God gave them was to honour their father and mother, and part of honouring them, I, I imagine, is taking care of them. But right. they used like a loophole in their oral law yes, to, to be like, okay, well, we've given it all to God. We so can't we don't take... have to do that now. Got it. Right. And Jesus is just saying, you guys have missed the whole point. Mm. And I think, you think about us in today's society, we can, you know, particularly in churches, I think there's lots of traditions mm. that we can get locked into because we that's the way it's been done or that's the way things have always happened. And we can get so locked into thinking that our traditional way of doing things are actually Bible. When yeah. in actual fact, the Bible is the message, the method may be able to be changed if it's not a directive from the word. So I think that's an interesting thought. I mean, there are lots of methods that the scriptures do talk about. It talks about the gathering and the assembling of yourselves together in, in groups. There was, the, there was always a meeting house for God. There was a temple. There were synagogues. There were sanctuaries. There was when they met in house to house. So it's not 
just that they would meet in churches or they would just meet house to house but they there was both there was both and so those methods i think are have stood the test of time and are directives from the word but there are other things like should we have an organ or should we have drums i mean the psalms talks about all kinds of different instruments and some that were you know more i guess used in those days you know we don't see lyres a lot these days in our praise and worship but there's no electric guitars mentioned in scripture but just talk about stringed instruments and all kinds of things so i think us not getting locked into i mean for a teenager that'd be like saying well at youth we always have hang time we don't always have to have hang time i mean it's fun and you know i can see the social benefits but getting locked into this is the way something has to be done is is looking at it from the wrong way and jesus is just saying guys you're getting locked into a lot of um religiosity I suppose there's nothing in scripture about having three th- three songs and then a sermon for a church service. Absolutely. That, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, Jesus, one thing I want to touch on before we move on, Jesus really let him have it. Like, like these Pharisees have come. Why do your disciples do these things? And Jesus, like, smashed them. Yeah. Pulled out Isaiah on them, and interesting. This must have really got Jesus right up. Well, and they painted themselves as the religious mm. people of the day. They were they had put themselves in a place of honor and superiority so uh and then they're going to come and try and tell jesus and his disciples they're doing the wrong thing mm-hmm. and he's just like i've had jack of this that's not how it is at all uh so what defiles a person is the next part and he called the people to him again and said to them hear me all of you and understand so now he's kind of called everyone yeah well, hear me and understand there is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. And when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. Oh, never, I never noticed that they called that a parable Yeah, before. they did. It yeah. was a bit of a story. He said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not his heart but his stomach and is expelled? Digestive system. Great. Uh, thus he declared all foods clean. Okay, let's stop there. So, of course, if even if you go to the Middle East right now, I remember going to Israel, there is no bacon, there is no pork, there is why? Uh, because of the laws in Leviticus. Right. Law. Because some things were deemed clean and some things were deemed unclean. And so... So no bacon and egg roll in Israel. There were definitely okay. none. And it's surprising. I, don't, I didn't think I ate a lot of... Um, you know products like that until you can't have it and you're like i just really want a piece of bacon with these eggs um but jesus is really saying here again you're getting so caught up in what's clean and unclean in terms of um food but that's not actually what defiles the heart Mm. he's saying to them it goes deeper than that let me read it to you how eugene peterson paraphrases it just in the everyday english it's interesting he says um verse let's see let's go to verse 14 jesus called the crowd together again and said listen now all of you take this to heart it's not what you swallow that pollutes your life it's what you vomit that's the real pollution what do you what do you think of that so it's not it's not what comes into me that pollutes my life or shows me to be polluted but what comes out of me kind of reveals who I am and kind of reveals what's in here and reveals whether it's good or whether it's bad. So it's not what goes into me, 
but what comes out of me yeah. that shows whether I'm, for lack of a better term, defiled or unclean. Yeah. It's not what goes in, it's what comes out. Yeah, and then it goes on to say, um, in the paraphrases, when he was back home after being with the crowd, his disciples said, we don't get it, put it in plain language. And Jesus said, are you being willfully stubborn? stubborn? Don't you see that what you swallow can't contaminate you? It doesn't enter your heart, but your stomach. So he's saying, what you eat is not going to contaminate your heart. Uh, but he, says, he went on, he says, that what, what comes out of a person that pollutes obscenities, lusts, thefts, murder, adultery, greed, depravity, deceptive dealings, carousing, mean looks, wow, slander, arrogance, foolishness, all these are vomit from the heart. These are the source of your pollution. Wow. So let's finish this, okay, you know, time together just breaking that down what are you i mean i mean pollution you think about it if a car is driving along and it's letting off you know emissions or whatever um that's polluting the atmosphere to the point that now that you know the number of cars on the road to diminish you look at cities like los angeles and some of them can see the skyline for the first time in years because of the smog reduction which is fascinating and that to me was my first thought when I thought of pollution interesting that we pollute our friendships our families our atmosphere when these kinds of things come out of our mouths Um, we don't pollute areas because we come in we pollute because of what we say or what we do um and i you know i guess we can look and go well i'm not a murderer like i'm not married i can't commit adultery but here it's got greed i want the latest thing and i want it now and i want heaps of it and i want to wear you know these jordans or wear these you know jimmy chews or whatever you want so that you make friends look you know what i'm saying like just an obsession with having stuff not that having stuff is wrong it's about the motivation of the heart and it says mean looks you know that kid at school that sits there and you know maybe they didn't have a shower or and there might be a practical reason why they didn't and you know someone gives them a dirty look or mean look mean looks slander you know saying things against people when you don't really know the full story arrogance just like well i know better than you or or, you know that'd be like when your parents can't do you know can't operate the latest updates on their phone and in arrogance you come and like oh well i know how to do it and oh, you're stupid because you don't like that's what says pollutes our life um foolishness just acting in a way that someone looks and says oh that was stupid um all of those things can pollute the atmosphere around us and it can come from us. What does that do for you? Mm. It, for me, like, it's 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 interesting because if I think about just trying to put a lid on all that stuff, like, it's not going to work. Like, what the Bible says, that from the heart, the mouth speaks. So for me, it's like, yes, I hear that. I'm going to try not to do all that stuff, but it's useless unless I do the inner work. Right. It's I'd like... If I'm just trying to stuff all those things down, stuff stuff down the mean looks and try and move my face into a way that's not like that, it's it's only going to work for so long before my lid just 
flips. So it's so if Jesus is not talking about consuming with your mouth, mm. you can take into your heart stuff that will pollute you, so mm. that that's what comes out. It's almost like the mouth leads to the stomach, but the eyes and the brain and the thoughts lead to the heart, perhaps. That's kind of the way I think about it a little bit. So I have to be careful about the way I think. I have to catch myself and go, no, that thought's not right. That way of thinking's not honouring. And go, this isn't good enough. How I need to think about this differently. I need to bring this back and say, God, what's up with this? Um, yeah, and I think practically we're going to finish with these two thoughts. If we would let someone in our life say no to us, because sometimes we don't even realise the stuff we're saying and the effect we're having, Maybe it's a parent, a teacher, maybe it's a leader, maybe it's a friend. But for them to come alongside you when you find yourself, you know, mean looks or slander or arrogance or just, you know, even sneaky. It says deceptive dealings, like that sense of being sneaky and hiding. Maybe it's, you know, hiding the stuff you're looking at on the internet. Or I'd even throw negativity in there as well. Yeah, like... I think Jesus was really identifying when that comes out of you, it affects the environment. So I think for me, the way that I put a check... I mean, this can be all of us. We can all have the potential to let that come out of our lives. To check that that is not coming out of my life. Number one, having someone in my life, like I said, someone who you trust, who'll say to you, hey, that's not cool. And just instead of you having a dummy spit about it and how dare you say that to me, like literally going, hey, yeah, you're right. Like just having a teachable spirit, um, I think number one, but number two, the scripture talks a lot about how the heart is the wellspring of life and having a heart that is soft towards God and just that life of repentance where it's continually coming back to God. And David would say it this way in, I think it's Psalm 51. He says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That's King David. And he's going to come before God like that. And I think if we can come before God like that, then that's, um, yeah, I think a great check. Go through. So after Jesus talks about what defiles a person, which we've talked about today, um, Jesus uh, has an interesting altercation with a woman who is not from Israel. Really, really interesting, that one. Uh, He heals a deaf man. And then uh, Jesus feeds the 4,000. He wasn't up to feeding the 5,000 this time. He decided to just feed the 4,000, which is very interesting that he fed two large groups of people twice. The Pharisees demand a sign. So they're starting to see some things, and they're starting to want some things from Jesus. Uh, The leaven of the Pharisees and Herod. That's a really, really interesting one that I wish we could talk about, but we just don't have the time. And Jesus heals a blind man at Bethsaida. And that is... Where we're going to leave it for today. Get in, read that for yourself. There's there's so much to uh, to take in there. And if you have any questions, write them down. Bring them to group. That's what it's that's what it's there for. Make sure you get around with some people and chat about this. Yeah, the teachers that are coming in would love to answer any questions. So have a great week as you continue learning. See you guys. Hey everyone, welcome back to the transfer. We are, what is the matter with me?